4: is the herd wherever you may be and however you may be making us part of your day? Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Collin. It's a Friday where um, Southern California is expecting a hurricane late Saturday night into Sunday. It's a real thing. Real thing. Southern swell, bro. Southern swell. Music you grabbing the board? You you running out to Doheny? Listen, Doug,
1: if there's gnar to be shredded, I could be somewhere in the area.
4: <laughs> there will be gnar and it will be shredded. Uh, I would I would love to see you shred the gnar and post that like on Colin's page. That would be that would be impressive. Did did my we we haven't gotten a chance, or maybe we did and we we didn't take advantage of it. Did we get the breakdown of of the the Sean Merriman what I was saying and what he was saying they were like I I I just I, I got to tell you I understand his perspective is that if Jordan Love is the dude if he's as good as they thought he could be then you would be hearing that from the Packers you would you would have they wouldn't have even help, had to worry about it Rodgers and holding on to Aaron Rodgers and there wouldn't have been this they they would have picked up his fifth year option instead sign him to a deal which is like a like a backup backup level contract Uh, my my point is when they drafted him like context has completely gone out the window with it Aaron Rodgers was coming off a bit of a down year he wasn't showing great interest in adjusting to Matt LaFleur's system uh, some people thought that, and you go back and you can Google and read articles. I was a, def- I've, as you know, Ryan, you and I work together. I've always been a defender of Aaron Rodgers when he was bad, even when he was bad. Um, but when you have a guy who's declining a bit and you're the package, you're like as long as we have Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to be in the top, the bottom 10 or the top 10 of the NFL draft. So we got get a chance to get a guy, stash him, develop him. And then as Aaron Rodgers' career winds down, we have the next guy. That was the plan. And Aaron Rodgers' play changed the plan. But it was a completely reasonable draft pick. Could they have taken a wide receiver? Sure. But if you get a starting caliber quarterback in the late 20s in the draft, that's kind of a win. Doesn't cost you a lot of money. Just costs you some draft capital. So... Then Aaron Rodgers has a couple great years. It makes it a lot harder to play Jordan Love, but we're all making these statements about who he is. Like, if you want to say he's played poorly in the dual scrimmages, Brock Purdy's thrown ten picks in these scrimmages. Like, go go around the league. There's plenty of guys that have bad scrimmages and bad games and what. Like, I don't know how good good Jordan Love is, but neither any of you. But I'll defend the Packers trying to find the next guy when they had the guy, especially considering taking into account that the year he was selected was coming up a year where Aaron Rodgers' attitude wasn't great towards the floor and his play wasn't great. And then he had two incredible years after that. Um, All right, let's get to this. So Dalvin Cook is officially a New York Jet. Here's what Dalvin Cook said about their potential as a team.
5: Being on the other side of that for the last six years, you know, I couldn't be on the other side no more. So it was just like being – I got the chance to go join them and you know, help them win win again. You know, that was that was a big thing to come come over here. When you dig deep and look into the roster, I think all the pieces are put together. I think I can come help these guys. And you look at the running back room with MC, Brees, Bam, and all those guys with me just adding it to it, I think it could be something special.
4: Could be. But you got to block. You know? And when you – when you build a team from the outside in, there's gonna be shortfalls. When you're depending on Makai Becton, who his his play hasn't been as good as had hoped, he wasn't drafted by this regime. They moved him over from left to right uh, tackle to try and find somewhere to play him. Plus he's you know, his weight has fluctuated greatly. Now it's it's way down, looks a lot better. But their offensive line's kind of a mess. Right? And and then there's the well, they should trade for David Bakhtiari. Like, why would the Packers trade for David Bakhtiari right now? See what we got. We can always trade him if we want to trade him. If this is a lost season, we'll trade him when it's a lost season. But before the first, this making a determination about what something is before we actually see it, that that feels flawed. Feels very flawed. As it does with the, with the Jets. Don't get me wrong. Rodgers still has it. And based upon his kind of persona attitude, like I would not bet against that guy. Being in incredible shape, being ready to go, being comfortable in the system, you know, with the guy was calling plays for him, like all of that stuff, and he's he's got guys to catch, he's got guys to catch it, and guys to run it. But do you have guys that can block for you? And we can say, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers when he gets hit back there, he changes. Guess what? They all change. You hit any of these quarterbacks early, they all change. The the they don't like to get hit. And the older you are, the less you like to get hit, right? I mean, who likes to get no one likes to get hit. But I, I liken that too. Do you guys remember some of the discussion about LeBron James? Well, LeBron James wouldn't be a great football player because he doesn't want to get hit. I I've yet to see a wide receiver go, you know what I really like to do? I love to get ear hold. Can somebody just hit me so that when I get up, I know he's T stars, but I actually think I'm Batman Batman? Like nobody wants that. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers is tough. It's not like he can't take a hit. But there does come a point to where they, when there's guys in your lap on just about every throw, that's a prop. It's It was such a, such a big deal that Robert Sala talked about it, you know, in a team meeting that he knew would be broadcast on hard knocks, called out his entire offensive line, which I know you can do it. And you can do it in football, and it can motivate guys. But this is like uh, the the old Chris Rock: like you can drive a car with your feet. That doesn't make it a b- good idea. They already know they're not playing well. They already know that they are seen as the weakness. Did you really need to point it out? Did you? I don't know. I just I look at this Jets team, and there's there's a there's a multitude of reasons for the hype. The first thing is. They do have good players and they have been poorly quarterbacked and there's the parallel for some people. There's the parallel to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that, Hey, they had everything. James Winston threw too many picks. You get rid of Winston, you replace him with Tom Brady, you win a Super Bowl should be pointed out. They also drafted Tristan Wirfs, the top left tackle that year should be pointed out that yes, Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut, but it's still 75 million as opposed, you know, it's there's, there's still some money on the books. Whereas, Tom Brady was never making that sort of money. And look, Tom Brady, they wouldn't have gone to the playoffs had they not. Everybody talks about the late. Remember, they had the late bye that year and then they won four in a row, then go in the playoffs and they win three in a row on the road. If you go back, the four teams they beat along the way to the playoffs were the four worst teams in football. They got a great schedule. And survived the Packers, survived the Saints with a a bad fumble by the Saints when they had to lead in the third quarter. Like a lot of things went in in their way. And they had Tom Brady. So there's there's reason for the hype. Now, there's also the, I don't know how many of you know this, but there's a substantial, of the people who are mid- to high-level broadcasters, not former players, I'm talking about not analysts, mid- to former. There's a substantial number of Jets fans, like Mike Greenberg, most of Jets fans. They like the Mets. They like the Jets. They went to Syracuse. A good number of them. So the Jets have always been probably over-discussed in comparison to how the rest of the league talks about them. Plus, they're in New York. Now you add in Aaron Rodgers. There's a weird parallel to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Super weird. Um, They needed him. Rodgers has done like a 180 in terms of some of the likability when... He moved to New York, being a man about town, constantly smiling, positive energy, whereas it just felt like drudgery, misery when he was in Green Bay. And Dalvin Cook's a big name. I mean, just so we're aware, like Dalvin Cook can say, man, I really want to play with Aaron Rodgers, but part of it was they're probably the highest bidder, <laughs> you know, at like $7 and guaranteed, potentially up to $8.5 million. Yeah, I always want to play with Aaron Rodgers but I also went where they gave me the most money. Um, So there's a substantial reason for the hype. You know, people don't, they want to see the Patriots fail. They're tired of the Bill Belichick act. Anybody but the Patriots. It's in New York. There's a lot of Jets fanboys. There's the Rogers factor. There's a lot to it. And I don't think hype or lack of hype helps you win even one game, but we are paying attention. And that line's a mess. It's a, it's an absolute mess. All right, coming up next, I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. Um, is there any fixing that offensive line? Is it? Any way to fix it? Or is it is just good enough to let Aaron be Aaron? Plus, why don't we talk about the Browns anymore? Is it the elephant in the room? We'll discuss next in the Herd.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Winter's coming here in LA. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
4: Doug Allen for Colin. This is The Herd on Fox Sports Radio, the I- iHeartRadio Radio app. Football fans, the return of our popular Saturday and Sunday pregame shows, countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM, returns this weekend. Be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday, three hours before kickoff, from now all the way through Super Bowl Sunday. On Saturdays, Brian Noe, former Penn State All American, Rich Ornberger, betting analyst Jared Smith will walk you. Uh, will, t- will walk you right up to college football kickoffs, and on Sundays, Brian Noe, a year NFL vet, Jeff Schwartz, and professional sports better Bill. Crack Krakenberg will lead you right up to early NFL kickoffs as well. You can listen to Came Down to Kickoff weekday mornings starting this Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, let's, let's continue the NFL conversation. Jeff Howe joins us. Of course, works for The Athletic. He's, our NFL, he's their NFL uh, national insider. And let's go to the Jets. Um, there's this discussion about, well, the Jets would love to get David Bakhtiari in a trade. Why would the Packers want to trade David Bakhtiari before they've played a game with Jordan Love?
5: I don't think they're going to trade him. And, and uh, the GM came out this morning and said as much. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that a trade is completely on the table. We've heard that about a uh it's Recently and, and for years, you know, this guy is not getting traded whatsoever, and then you find out that a deal has been completed in the midnight hour or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, everybody's always looking for line help. You look at the Bakhtiari situation, you wonder if that would, uh, if he'd be a fit for virtually every team in the league. Packers just aren't going to do that. I mean, they're resetting in a major way, obviously. Jordan Love has see, looked pretty good so far the last few weeks, and the Packers have a lot of confidence in him. So taking away a piece like Bakhtiari wouldn't make any sense, and that's why they're saying it's not going to happen.
4: Um, okay, so uh, obviously everybody's looking for line help. There's just nobody out there with the Jets. How dire is the situation with the line? What, what are people in the league saying about that offensive line?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's trouble. But the one counterpoint there is you've got Aaron Rodgers who knows how to navigate through trouble like that. I mean, Rodgers is smart enough to assess this situation, and if he knows that he's going to have a matchup disadvantages – Based on what the rush on the opposite side can do, he's going to get rid of the ball quicker, or, or he's going to do things to evade that rush. Now he's not Superman; he can't he can't cure everything. But I covered Tom Brady for twelve years, and he was able to navigate some of the same issues. So it's a situation where I mean, there's there's a lot of offensive lines that have issues around the league, and <laughs> nobody's perfect. Nobody has quality depth. The first time you get you know an injury to your starting five is it sets off the the panic alarm for again like every team in the league. So it's a, it's a problem. But when you've got a veteran quarterback and potentially a solid running game, assuming they can get through those blocks, uh, you know those are some ways to offset it.
4: There there are some ways to offset it, but man, it it's really hard when you don't have the protection up front and you have a team kind of built. Uh, around your your skill position, skill position players, w- what what's your read on what's going on in San Francisco with the quarterback room? It's always
5: been Brock Purdy, and I'm sure the Niners would have liked Trey Lance to, to make a better push this off season. You know, the health situation has been tough for Lance. Uh, he, I, I, <laughs> I thought it's highly of Trey Lance coming out of the draft as anybody, and. I, I kind of trumpeted how how much I thought he was going to be, that he had the chance to be a great NFL quarterback. Obviously, the injuries have been a major part of that story and why it hasn't happened, but it's going to be Brock Purdy, and the 49ers haven't been shy about admitting that. There is, of course, some concern with him coming off of the elbow. And, you know, speaking of t- teams around the league, there is some question as to whether, you know, what will happen with Brock Purdy over the course of a full season. We'll, we'll defenses be able to do a better job of game planning for him now that they kind of know what he likes to do you know the counterpoint to that one is Kyle Shanahan's as good of a play caller as there has been in in quite a while so you know what we'll we'll really see what Brock Purdy has made of this season I I mean he was terrific down the stretch run last year one of the coolest stories in the league um but with the game on the line, you know, if there's the 49ers were good enough that they didn't play a lot of close games, didn't put Purdy in a lot of clutch or crunch time situations, you know, but what happens? You know, he has to lead them down for a game-winning drive or a game-tying score or anything like that. I mean, that's, that's certainly something that I've heard a lot of from various teams around the league because, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Niners and what their potential could be, uh, but what will Brock Purdy do to help them meet that potential?
4: What is the talk around the league uh, in regards to Russell Wilson and whether or not he can get back to the form he had in Seattle?
5: Well, the Sean Payton marriage is as beneficial for Wilson as as probably he could have realistically found this offseason. And uh, I think the struggles last year have been well documented. We know how much of a disaster that was for Wilson and the Broncos. And, you know, Payton's gone in there and done – Everything possible to to just reverse it's uh, a complete one eighty. So there was some concern a, a year ago. You know what the way Russell Wilson had played in his last year in Seattle wasn't as good as it had been. You know, finally for the first time, really dealt with an injury that knocked him out for a little while, and you could kind of see a tail off coming. And then it, it you know, it fell completely off a cliff because of how, how bad the situation was in Denver last season. So, you know, there's, there's some optimism that the Broncos will be better, but that division's really good. The AFC as a whole is really good, and there's not a lot of room for error. I mean, you've got the elite in the AFC with the, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, and then you've got... Maybe like a 10 or 12 team middle class where you're going to have some really talented teams. Maybe they have one injury or they just don't manage situations as well in, in a few games, you know, cost you some wins and losses here. You could be a team that has very little room for error from being a four or five seed to being like 13th or 14th in the conference. And I think Denver could be lumped into that group.
4: Uh, it's going to be the, you know, the defense is good. It really is going to come down to the offense. They have their own offensive line, uh, kind of offensive line issues. I, I think there's there is a team that it feels like is not getting discussed, and I think most of it is the fact that locationally, but some of it is they haven't been good for so long. Jaguars got to the playoffs, won a game, and were competitive against Kansas City. Where are they in the pecking order in the AFC? Uh, they they
5: should be the favorite, uh so. Uh, win the AFC South yet again and you know does that put them at the four seed again possibly uh, but they are a team that's absolutely on the rise I've seen quite a bit of them this summer I saw them early in, in Jacksonville I saw them just a couple days ago in Detroit and Trevor Lawrence is absolutely ready to take a big jump and he has he really gained control of that offensive system along with you know the receivers I mean the skill players around him midway through last season when they started to catch fire and you could see that this team, when they were in a late or a crunch time situation, they just, they believed. You could see the effort and the energy from the players around him. When, when Trevor Lawrence started to make a couple plays, you could kind of see some fire uh, with the guys around him. The actual genuine belief that Trevor Lawrence can get them out of just about any hole. And of course, they tested that limit uh, in the playoff game against the Chargers. So they are, and the wild thing to me is, Learning about Trevor Lawrence's work ethic last year and how committed he was, Doug Peterson, his teammates have told me that this offseason. Trevor Lawrence actually took it to another level. Uh, in a story I just wrote that uh, today, and it's it's it was, again. It's wild to me to hear a guy that young, that committed, um, try to find new ways to make himself a better player. And uh, when again the reviews around him have been so high that you know, he just, he wants to be great, and he's kind of been put on that path since literally the eighth grade. Um, but Calvin Ridley is going to help immensely, and now we'll see how long it takes for them to get their timing together uh, in terms of regular season game speed and, and that stuff. But my goodness, Calvin Ridley looks really good and explosive and is going to give that offense a totally different gear. I mean, just watching him practice, he's a different type of player than everything else they have, and they've got some good ones at receiver. Uh, you know, the question for me is what's going to happen at the two tackle spots, getting back to that old line uh, topic? And then the defense, are you going to have enough of a pass rush? I mean, they're relying tremendously on Walker and, and Josh Allen to take another step. They don't have a lot of depth uh, in terms of the pass rushers. That was what bit them in the, the game against the Chiefs when they really let one slip away in the divisional round there. They couldn't get after Mahomes, even though he was hobbled. So, you know, can you protect Lawrence? Can you get enough of a pass rush that when you get to the playoffs and you do have to knock off, uh, those more solidified top tier teams, you know, can you rattle Joe Barrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen enough to get that, that win and kind of get you over the hump. Those are the two biggest questions.
4: I, I, I think those are gigantic questions, but one in which I think they'll, we'll, we'll find out answers. Not until, till January. That's probably a very strong likelihood, especially considering that division. Speaking of the division, uh, Anthony Richardson making uh, news in that he's already been named the starter. Plus, he's throwing, you know, one leg jump passes 50 yards <laughs> on, on a dime uh, on social media. But the bigger thing is Jonathan Taylor and what was a back and forth team Henneman Ursay, he's in camp of, out for personal reasons. Right. Feels like kind of the the hold in, not the hold out. How does that play out in the season?
5: You know, the, the Colts desperately want to get this resolved, uh, but how how far is Jonathan Taylor willing to push this thing? And it's just, you know, I could talk to you for four hours about the running back market and how fascinating the story is. Uh, it's it, the numbers aren't in the running back's favor, and the teams have the leverage. But when the running back, if it's in, in Taylor's case, says, look, I'm not playing without a deal, and there's really only so much you can do. The Colts don't want to trade him. Uh, Teams I've spoken to around the league, whether they need a running back or not, don't believe the Colts are going to be able to trade him because the price is going to be high on the Colts' side and on Jonathan Taylor's side because you're not going to want to trade a a quality draft pick for a guy that you can't keep under contract for, for more than potentially the franchise tag a year from now. And we all know, I think we can all assume how Jonathan Taylor would feel about the franchise tag. So there's a lot of unknown here. I think the best case for both sides is to just get through this season and figure it out in the offseason because there's just it's just an impossible market for a running back and a guy like Taylor. But he's gonna he they need him to help out Anthony Richardson. And I was in town there a couple weeks ago and it I thought Richardson had a fantastic day. He's a physically impressive guy. He made some really good throws down the field and accurate threw some accurate balls to catch Guys on the run so they could make plays after the catch. I mean, he's going to have some moments when he's erratic with his accuracy. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to the the start that Josh Allen had to his career, uh, where, you know, you're just going to miss some of those easy throws because you're still trying to work on the mechanics and the footwork and trying to get yourself set to be more consistent. But he can throw a really good ball. He is an outstanding leader, um, really very early in the process of getting him into – OTAs, you know, in the spring, his teammates were gravitating toward him. It looks, I know they just named him the starter a few days ago. It looked pretty early on that this was going to be the case because of the way that he's impacted that room on uh, off the field and the way that he's performed on the field. Again, they're going to be growing pains, but he, he's a kid whose potential certainly continues to match what we all sort of thought going into the draft.
4: Uh, Jake Blaston, who's the most, how many teams you've been to?
5: Uh, I don't know how many teams it's been. I know I've seen 13 teams.
4: Most impressive team so you've seen.
5: There was a joint practice in there.
4: Most impressive team you've seen.
0: Uh, oh,
5: boy. Uh, I mean, I think the Bengals, I don't know if it was because of that day or anything. I mean, I saw them about two days after Joe Burrow went down. But I just I think so highly of that team. I thought... Uh, you know they they made some mistakes in the playoffs, but they were a team that absolutely could have won the Super Bowl last year. They were good enough to do that. We know they were on the doorstep uh, and lost the Super Bowl the year before that. But I think they're a team that is is certainly will uh, certainly able and in position to make that jump and, and to win the Super Bowl this year. I, I haven't made a prediction in that regard, but I, I think the Bengals are right there.
4: Awesome stuff! Thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.
5: Of course, thanks for having me. All
4: right, that's Jeff Howell the Ath- from the Athletic. They're national. Football League and National Insider. Let's get to Ryan Music with the news. No,
3: no, no, no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News.
1: Well, Doug, it is that time of the year. So, as you're discussing football with Jeff Howe, you get one guess. What do you think we're going to discuss here in Herdline News? Football. That's right. Football, football, and more football. So, let's kick it off then. Patriots and Packers having joint practices leading up to tomorrow's preseason game. Patriots four-time Pro Bowl edge rusher Matthew Judon had this to say about what he's seen from Jordan Love stepping into the starting role for the first time in his career with the Packers. Quote, he's a good kid, very calm, composed. I think he's going to be a great leader for this organization, a good player. We can all see the arm talent. He's got some nice arm talent.
4: I, I just accuracy is everything right and it's not it's not what you do but it's when you do it but all reports are there's there is a lot of talent. There. you know the interesting thing that I've sort of
1: observed from all of this discourse surrounding Jordan Love um, you could also say perhaps all of the arguments surrounding Jordan Love as you and Sean Merriman displayed earlier in hour two over a very lively discussion on this very subject. It doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks about Jordan Love. Not rival teams, not you, not anyone in the media, even rival coaches. All this really comes down to is the Packers are a different organization. They don't have any owner to report to. So the GM Brian Gutekunst, his entire career is being staked on this Jordan Love play. So even if we don't think that Jordan Love is the guy, they are absolutely 100% giving him this full season and likely next season to prove that he can play. Now, anything short of him being a complete and total disaster, he's very likely going to be the quarterback of the Packers for the next two years, as long as Brian Gutekunst is calling the shots.
4: Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he doesn't have... His, it's not huge money that he signed for for next year. Right? It's, sure, it's but what really, are they going to
1: do? Are, are they To that, quarterback? Okay, but that's what I'm saying.
2: That's I, good, I, that's, I, if Jordan
1: I, Love is a complete disaster, then yeah, of course you're going to move off him. But if he's anywhere close to just even average, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to take the fifth best quarterback out of last year's draft? Well, now you're right back with another Jordan Love-type prospect.
4: Yeah, well if you if again, but if Jordan was a disaster, you're gonna get a top pick and you're gonna trade away David Bakhtiari for another pick and you're gonna try and move up and just, move there, out and we've get Caleb Williams. We've
1: never seen that out of the Packers.
4: Right. Again, but that's because they nailed the succession plan once upon a time. But if they can nail it again. They,
1: but because they no, weren't I'm talking about
4: Rodgers of Rogers. Uh, uh, sure, they, Rogers. They,
1: they weren't necessarily
4: good in Rodgers's first year. They lost a lot of games late. They weren't terrible. They were very competitive. I, I, but that's I my point. Watched.
1: Is like there's only one scenario where Jordan Love is not the quarterback next season, and it's if he's a complete and utter disaster. Which, based off of everything that we've seen from him, he's not a disaster. If he's, a I dis- just, if he's, I think disaster,
4: the I think the roster is good. It's young at some spots. I think those wide receivers are going to come along. I think they have a good running game. I think they have. A, I think it's. I mean, it does feel like they're kind of a quarterback away from being really, really good. And we'll see how much of a drop-off it is. It's like they play the Bears' first game of the season on the road in Chicago. You win that game, they have some winnable games to get it going here. I just, I, I think we wait and see. Like, we're talking about things before they actually happen. And let's, let's see. We will know. You know, three-quarters of the way into the year, what he's like. It doesn't mean that's the definition of who he's always going to be, but we'll get a pretty good sense of it. The Packers are just a different
1: organization. There's no Correct. owner to report to. So the idea that the front office is going to get blown out for missing this quarterback draft transition is a very, very low probability. All right, let's uh, speaking to the Patriots, that team that has been going up against the Packers this week they brought in Ezekiel Elliott and Bill Belichick was asked about Ezekiel Elliott's progress since joining the team and well as only Bill Belichick could have said I mean he's been here for two days we haven't really been able to practice with him so not much teamwork he's done things he worked out with the strength staff on Wednesday so it's coming along definitely not there yet we're getting there so Ezekiel Elliott doing things for the Patriots, according to Bill Belichick, it's official. Well, I
4: mean, look, it's better than not doing things. That's true. That's that's right? a good
1: way to that's a good way to put it.
4: I I think that's a big thing. Doing things is always better than not doing things. And in this case, he's doing some things, <laughs> which is, is good. I mean, at least he's Bill Belichick's consistent in saying nothing while saying something while saying nothing while saying something.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have high expectations that Ezekiel Elliott is somehow going to remake the playmaking ability of what we sh- can expect out of the Patriots offense. I think God, bringing in Bill O'Brien is the th- difference maker versus somewhat of a mess of what we saw from the Patriots last year. But well, the,
4: the, it looks like the, the the only issue I would have and it's not a high cost thing, right? It's like 3 million dollars. Um the only issue I would have with Zeke is I mean Ramon J. Stevenson's your starting running back and he's kind of a power back. It feels like a like a copy of a copy. Right. Instead of somebody who has a different skill set, somebody who you can line up out wide, you can run jet sweeps with, you know, you can have a little bit of creativity with. So that would be on the other hand, you because of the running back position, this is the way it works, right? You can Spend seven, eight million dollars and have two really good between the tackles starting running backs who can both block and pass protection instead of, you know, loading up on one and making it into the 10 to 15 million dollar range.
1: We'll wrap up with this, Doug. It's year two for Kenny Pickett as the starting quarterback of the Steelers this time around. He is the unquestioned starter after initially sitting behind Mitchell Trubisky last year. Tomlin said, "Pickett and the starters will play in their second preseason game, and they will play more than they did last week. Last week, Pickett and the offense did look relatively sharp. Six of seven passing, seventy yards, finishing off with a thirty-three-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver George Pickens. What do you think of uh, Pickett and the Steelers this year? Colin likes the Steelers. He thinks I great- did, I,
4: I've, everyone I've talked to said that they got a good club. They got a good. I mean, that division is crazy." crazy because, I mean, the Browns, super talented, weren't good last year, and uh, we'll talk in a second about why nobody talks about them, but uh, Ravens, talented, obviously, and we know the Bengals, and we just, Jeff Howard just said, like, they were the best team that he's seen. They've been in a Super Bowl and been deep in the playoffs and been a couple plays away from beating the 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 Chiefs on the road last year, so I, yeah, I I, I the, we know the Steelers are going to have a good year. They're going to have a great year. That's going to depend on Pickett and his improvement.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting if if you sort of look at it and you know maybe you have some disagreements here but I think we all think Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. You expect probably? We do? Really? You're going to you're going to dip into that Kool-Aid again, Doug. Fool me once, fool me twice, you're going to drink that Kool-Aid. All right, and listen, if you don't want to, then you at least expect them to make a wild card spot. Uh, Yes, Chiefs will make the playoffs. Yeah, general point is if you have the Chiefs, Bengals, Jags, Bills as either your division winners or likely somehow contending for a playoff spot, that then means you have at minimum these five teams fighting for the final wildcard spots, which is the Chargers, Broncos, Jets, Dolphins, and Steelers. I mean, the AFC is just so stacked from top to bottom. At some point, there's going to be that This team is so talented and finished with ten wins, but was left on the outside looking in. I feel like the Steelers are probably going to be one of those teams.
4: Yes, and for the record, I would always take the Chiefs to win the division (laughs) until until proven otherwise, right? Like I think the Chargers probably have a better overall roster, and they've always been competitive with the Chiefs since they've since they've had Justin Herbert. But you're going to take it's like Kansas basketball. Like until somebody dethrones them and does it more than once, like you're taking them, and that's what I would do. that's right, Music with the News.
5: Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News.
4: I know they weren't good last year, but isn't it interesting how no one wants to do the lifting of trying to talk about the Browns and Deshaun Watson because of his off the field issues going back to when he's in Houston? Like, they went from the most discussed team in the last four offseasons. Don't get me wrong, when, when Brady went to the Buccaneers, like, they were the most discussed team that year, but the the Browns were probably second. You know, and then you had the Aaron Rodgers thing, but the Browns were in any discussion. I'm telling you, like, nobody talks about it. It's like they don't even exist anymore. And I would guess it's two things. They weren't very good. And two, who really wants to talk about that? When you, do I talk about Deshaun's thing? Do I not talk about it? That thing's so weird. Let's just move on to the teams that we can we can care about coming up next tyreek hill has said he plays madden instead of watching film the night before nfl games which leads us to our best for last what is it you'll have to find out next in the herd be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific
2: hey it's me rob parker check out my weekly mlb podcast inside the
1: parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest
4: names and newsmakers in the sport, whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered new episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio radio app or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
0: Hi, it's The Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code Herd once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Herd, the crown is yours.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net in New York call 877 8hope and or text hope and 467 467369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
4: Got for Colin.
2: This here is the hurt. Fox
4: works radio. The iHeart radio app. Hope you're having a great weekend. You out to see a, a show. My guy Darius Rutgers in, uh, in Irvine, uh, and then, of course, you got uh, preseason football. We're a week away from college football kicking off. Of course, Major League Baseball well underway. A lot of stuff going on. Speaking of the NFL, which is still a couple weeks away, here's Tyreek Hill of the Dolphins talking about what he does the night before games. I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are, so I just play Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nel- Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. I just go get on Madden, I go to the EA rosters, then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and their strength, and that's how I get a good tell on them. Um. You know you have an entire department of scouting with the Dolphins who could give you a little bit more insight and depth into that. But, hey, you do you, Tyreek. I mean, does it really matter for Tyreek Hill, right? Get the ball, run fast. But he actually is technically a very good wide receiver. Gosh, he fast. Which brings us to our best for last.
5: It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for Best for Last.
4: Ah, Best for Last, which brings us to our top five video games. So here's what we're going to do. Normally, Colin gives the list. Okay. I think we should all give our list. Two, are you down for that? I am down for that. Ryan, you down for that? Doug, if you're asking, I'm down for it. Okay. Uh, All right, let's... Everybody search into their. Now, here's the thing. You don't need a specific year of Madden. Oh, no, we're not doing that. No, you can no, just no, give them no, that. No, no, Right? All right. Two, give me one into your top five. Okay. Uh, one, of my, my top five is um, number one RBI Baseball, the original. Uh, Tecmo Bowl, Mike Tyson. Wait, 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 I, I said one. Oh, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, you want I'm you like, to give all of them? It's fine. You have Tecmo yeah. Bowl, Mike Tyson, Punch Out. I yep. have that one. be the Show. And NBA Jam. Try to save time here, sorry. Okay, what about you, Ryan music? Five to one, number five, FIFA,
1: then Madden, NCAA <laughs> football, NBA Jam, and number one, NFL
4: Blitz. I will tell you that I think NCAA football is the most overrated of all the games. Wow, yeah, man. I have a reason behind it. The gameplay wasn't great. The thing you could do is you could run option, which you couldn't, right? So yeah. it was like. That, that was cool but the gameplay wasn't great it was just that and it Reggie was Reggie Bush was
1: just unbelievable
4: right oh, okay but Lamar Jackson's unbelievable unbelievable the last bad and I know my son plays strictly as the Ravens and I can't beat him because of it. Um, okay so I would, you have to have FIFA on there okay right. you have to have FIFA on there
1: so two you already lost I mean, you don't you have, to. You yeah.
4: have to you have to I like the spreading around of sports I, interesting that, that Tiger Woods Golf didn't, didn't make any of your Ooh, guys oh that's list. a good okay. one didn't make any of your guys. Yeah. I would do Tiger Woods golf. Um, personally, like I was old school Nintendo Blades of Steel, but I also yeah. liked uh, EA Sports NHL games. So I will go to EA Sports uh, NHL. All right. So then I got soccer. I got uh, golf. I got. Uh, um, what did I just? I have hockey.
1: Hockey, correct.
4: And then you got to have, you got to have baseball. I I would agree, RBI baseball. The show in RBI baseball. Our bad baseball was awesome. It, I mean, by far, yeah. The original was incredible. Yes, yes. It was so basic, but it was so great. And then my basketball game was—you know—I used to live in the arcade to play Arch Rivals. It wasn't—it didn't translate as well in the video game. Um, Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs was the first like NBA Jam, or NBA, excuse me, it uh, was the first like uh, what do they have? NBA Live. Um, but I, I think. I think NBA Jam's the best. So I'll do an NBA Jam. Although I was I great at we double dribble. Agree. Yeah, we got all the, the same ones. I don't think it's a great way to get a scanner reporting guy. Like <laughs> I went into no? Madden and checked at the rings, and he's got really good awareness. So that made me aware of his awareness. I mean, it's clearly not hurting him, is it? No, but the more Tyreek Hill speaks, the more you're like, boy, he's a good football player. You know, I mean, uh, that that one's a... That one's an odd one. He felt like he wasn't getting the ball enough when he was in Kansas City. Like, did you see the ratio of times you touched the football? The problem is you were getting the ball too much. They're forcing it to you. But, he, I, yeah, he, has, he actually is wrong. Like EA sports guys do a great job of trying to establish somebody's awareness. He has people whose sole job it is to prepare players for the game by telling them what the other guy does best, poorly. If you want to just say awareness. And yet he chooses the video game as opposed to the guys who are paid by the organization that pays him to prep him for the game. Seems like a flawed.
1: Do we think dilemma. there's a chance that Tyreek Hill could be even better if he didn't rely so much on playing Madden and instead read the scouting reports?
4: Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean he basically said the Johnny Manziel thing, right? How much did you how much did you check out your iPad and whatever? Zero. I played Madden. I played Madden.
1: Uh, yeah. I think the Johnny thing was I didn't play Madden either, but I get your point. Yeah.
4: Well, and that's the best for last. You, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out was great. Um, there's so many good sports video games. I don't know if I've told you guys, I've never told this one on air. When I was, I think it was sixth grade, maybe seventh. Miles Simon and I were best friends. By the way, congrats to Miles. He's one of the new assistants with the Phoenix Suns. And uh, we used to play Nintendo all the time. And we sat down with a couple of our buddies and we were trying to come up with a video game that had not yet been made. And we came up with the idea. This is back when track and field was big on the Nintendo where you, you had to press the buttons, right, to go really fast to run with track and field. I think oh, yeah. children of the 80s remember this. So we came up with the idea of a fishing game with kind of the same concept of reeling it in. And we, we wrote it all down on paper. We had this whole idea. And like a week later, one of us was walking through, I think it was the warehouse. It was back where you'd buy DVDs, but you could also get, uh, you'd also get video games. And like sure enough, there was a fishing video game. We, and, and none of us fished. we were just trying to figure out like, what's the game that hasn't been made yet? There's one that hasn't been made yet. Big football weekend in terms of preseason games, the only thing I can tell you is more important than how your team looks is that no one gets hurt. Right, Nothing determines a team's success or failure more than major injuries to important positions, and frankly, all the positions are kind of important. So the best to you, your football team, and your fantasy football team in regards to health. We're a week away from week zero. Colin is back on Monday, and have a great and safe weekend, your last free weekend before there is meaningful football games on TV. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Hurt.